podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to Danat Coombs' show, College Days. You know it's College Days because of that intro. You know it's College Days because of the presence of this man, the brains of the operation. Someone I haven't really been spending enough time with, quite frankly. <laughs> <laughs> ben Isaac's in the house. What's up, bud? Oh, it's, it's all good right now. It's that special time of the year where it is you know, it's December, which means it's mm. Christmas. No, not Christmas. It's bowl season oh, coming up. I love it. As we've talked about before on the show, forget the cotton bowl and the sugar bowl and the playoffs. I like watching the chick filler random <laughs> on blue turf. Well, <laughs> um, it, exactly. Non-stop, it's nonstop football for the next, for, you know, for about a good two weeks, right? Yeah. You've got it. I mean, you've got to catch bowl fever um, or mm. Bolona virus, maybe, or oh, e- too soon, or Ebola. Stop, stop, Let's just say bowl fever then. We are, Let's I catch we'll bowl stick, fever. I think we'll stick with bowl fever. And uh, there is a lot to get into on this week's show. Not least, of course, we know the final four. The conference championship games in the bag. We'll talk about some of the key elements uh, and key points from those games. Uh, of course, the two things interconnected to a large degree. Teams that Ben feels unlucky to miss out as well. We'll uh, we'll sneak those in and then start to preview the early thoughts at semi-final matchups and some of those other bowl games. If you've got bowl fever, ones to look out for over the coming weeks. So let's start with confirming the final four. Bama. What did I say on last week's show? Yeah, you were right. You were right. What did I say? Bama taking down Georgia and easily so as well. They're squaring off against the Cinderella story of Cincy. And then Michigan, I think every neutral's favorite to win it all. Brilliant story that is Michigan back at the top table will play Georgia, who dropped down the rankings as a result of that defeat to Bama. So that's the final four. Let's start with the, the Bama-Georgia game, Ben. I predicated my pick or prefaced my pick by saying, yeah, watch one SEC game a week. Uh, I listen to you. Uh, I do a little bit of reading. Don't pay too much attention to my pick other than it's Saban. Bama's been there, done it. Something we got into on our NFL preview show this week. Uh, Of course, if you haven't checked that out, week 14 preview show in the vault, go and listen to it with me and Ben getting you set for the weekend. There's just something about certain teams, certain players who've been there, done it, know the deep waters of the playoffs too well, and big clutch moments. And that's kind of what I felt that Bama, no one was giving them a shot. And I felt they were getting written off, given the talent on this side, far too easily. Talk us through how they got it done. Talk us well, through the, the science of the victory. Well, do you know what? I mean, the thing is, right, every, every expert, and I am unfortunately putting myself in that category, every expert... They've watched so much of Georgia this season, see, and seen Alabama squeak past teams that they, should, they shouldn't be squeaking past mm. and felt, you know what? Georgia are a much better team. You can't score on this Georgia defense. Alabama mm-hmm. have not shown they've got an explosive offense. We're very confident. And then you've got people who watch some games, such as yourself, who are like, but it's Alabama. It's Bama. It's Bama. I mean, surely... Surely they're going to beat Georgia. And everybody 
who is the kind of the, the casual college observer, takes an interest, watches some games. They all said Alabama mm. and all the experts said Georgia. Mm-hmm. And do you know what? The experts wrong again, because we spent so much time analyzing Georgia that we were not, and this seems a crazy thing to do, we were not giving Alabama enough credit, not mm. giving their offense enough credit, not giving their big play ability yeah. enough credit. Now, Georgia went up 10 nothing, And uh, I put in a, in a group I'm in, I put a I, message. I doubled down when they did that, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I put a message on a group I'm in and said, do you think the committee will try to find a way to put Alabama in the final four even if they get shut out mm-hmm. seconds later, Bama scored like a kind of a 67 yard touchdown. And at that point I thought Georgia in trouble here. That doesn't happen to Georgia. Georgia's defense doesn't have to play a full game because the game is already done at halftime and Alabama just ran away with it. They won 41, 24. It arguably wasn't even as close as, as that they were able to, stifle the Georgia offense, which has been good, not great, mm-hmm. and made the Georgia defense that has been great look mediocre. So that's the key. Again, casual uh, observers out there. And I think you know a lot of you probably are going to be. That's kind of the point of college days is bringing uh, us NFL fans uh, onto the college tip a little bit more because uh, football's football, right? <laughs> exactly. And more, more the merrier. This is how Georgia's built. It is a team that is a formidable defense, typically, with a solid offense, right? Yeah. That, that, that's a fair way of, of summarizing. So just role play forwards. If the two meet in the championship game, which, which is possible, of course, uh, mm-hmm. and maybe even probable that the two favorites in the semifinal matchups, what happens then? And what, what, will Georgia, have, because they've had their nose bloodied, be, will that create extra motivation? Will Bama have this swagger now thinking, you're not, you're not all that? How, if we, just to project for a moment to that, how do you see that playing out as of today? I would honestly give Georgia no chance. No chance. They, they were so thoroughly dismantled, right? And they knew what Alabama could do. And Alabama knew what Georgia could do. But Kirby Smart, who's the head coach of Georgia and is absolutely fantastic, he is a Nick Saban disciple. He's another one of these Nick Saban assistants who've got head coaching gigs, but cannot beat Nick Saban. Mm. And it felt like Nick Saban's team did enough to get into the conference championship. And now they find their next gear. Whereas Georgia would have to play at the very top of their game to stay with Alabama I'm not sure that Alabama has to. Like Alabama are so well coached. They managed to kind of out-scheme absolutely everybody. There's only one way to beat Alabama in a, in a big game, and that's to have a really mobile quarterback who is going to keep the defense on edge. It's how, it's how you know, Deshaun Watson was able to beat them at Clemson. Mm. If you're going to give them a problem, and Ohio State gave them problems last season with Justin Fields, right. you, need, you need a guy like that. And the quarterbacks in the playoff, there's only one, I would say, who's got a chance of doing that. And it's not Stetson Bennett of Georgia. I think Stetson Bennett is the best. It is a, what a great name. It is a, it is a beautiful name. I mean, where, where would Stetson be? You, you know, you're a father, Ben. Where would Stetson be on your short list? Of, Top of 10. Would, I think Top 10. Be, I think, yeah. It's got to be. Like if you if you know if you set someone up with that name, you know that they're going to be for the most part a winner, as long as they don't get stuck playing uh, against Alabama. Yeah, at some point they've got it. Got to be. It's a great point. If you're going Stetson, and equally, if you're at the age of 18, 19, 20, I'm not sure how old he is, but around that age, I'm guessing 
you, you and you're still rolling with it you're you're confident <laughs> yeah you're I confident. Get, but on the other hand i don't i wouldn't trust a surgeon mm. called stetson bennett right if 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 i'm there i'm gonna have like heart surgery and they introduced me to the doctor and his name is Stetson. I'm like, Dr. Bennett, you were going to ask for his, what's your first name? If you I go need, Stetson. Exactly. I need to know it. He's got it a Southern drawl. Stetson. Yes. You look quite familiar, says Ben Isaac. <laughs> Drop Stetson. I want somebody else. Yeah. Didn't you used to be? Yeah. So, um, so the, back to the mobile quarterback. So you said there's only one team with, uh, and that is, that is who? That is Cincy? Yeah. That's, that's Desmond Ritter. I think he's the most dynamic quarterback left out of, out of all of these quarterbacks, basically. Mm. And all four teams have, all, th- all four teams have kind of built the same way. Strong, reliable, reliable defense that is tough to score on mm. and with an offense that can make big plays when they have to. Not really kind of limited offense, but each of these teams is kind of an old-fashioned defense first. It's not like some of the teams we've had with Clemson and Oklahoma and LSU, where it's just been all about bomb after bomb after bomb. Mm. These are more kind of grind it out teams. It's just the way that they've been built. And I think part of it is a lot of those exciting skill position players, they went in the draft. And a lot of those players that are not so glamorous, they were allowed another year of eligibility because of COVID. And they came back, which would inc- improve their draft stock, or they just wanted to continue and win another national championship. Really interesting point. Yeah, which I hadn't considered. It makes complete sense, of course. So Michigan, a team we talked about on last week's show, we've been talking about a, a fair bit, particularly as, they, as they've been getting momentum and it became a, a realistic possibility they'd make the Final Four. They took care of business. I don't think there was any doubt that they would in the championship game. I and mean, they were heavy, no. heavy favourites. I, I think it would have been an extraordinary upset if... Uh, you know, if they had blown it, but nevertheless, they uh, they took care of it all. So up against Georgia now, forget whether Michigan have a shot of winning the whole thing. What about getting to the final and getting to the championship game? Can they take Georgia down? I can't wait for this game. I I don't think there's any team playing with more confidence right now than Michigan. Um, you know, they they absolutely destroyed Iowa in the conference championship game, forty two three. They'd beaten Ohio State the week before in very convincing fashion as well. They'll have, they'll have no fears when it comes to Georgia. Georgia have shown that if you can put pressure on Stetson Bennett, they are going to have problems. And that is what Michigan do. Aiden Hutchinson, their star defensive lineman, who's going to be one of the top picks in the draft, he will just, he will cut through that offensive line in the same way that Alabama did. Now, can Georgia beat Michigan? Absolutely. Uh, this game, to me, even though Georgia are like a seven-point favorite, to me, this is a toss-up. Mm. I really I really think Michigan have got a massive, massive chance of winning this. I, I think there's just as much chance of a Michigan-Alabama final as there is a, as a, as a Georgia-Alabama final. I, this, what, would they, what would the NCAA be hoping for in terms of biggest box office? I, I don't think they want a rematch. I think they'll feel like, okay, we've had Alabama against Georgia. Michigan-Bama, right? That's the Michigan-Bama. You've got the South. You've got the Midwest. You've got two teams that don't play each other on a regular basis. That would be absolutely huge in terms of kind of getting people tuning in. That's the biggest. That's the biggest one. What would happen if Michigan gets the championship game and get battered? Would that leave a really, I mean, of course, any, any, 
it's always a question, I think, when you have a, a, a an underdog, in, it's certainly in the sense, I know Michigan are a, ma- a massive organization, but a, an underdog in the sense of being real contenders this season, who've got on this run, they're in the, the final four. It's a fairy tale season, the Ohio State game. They then get to the final, everybody's buzzing, and then real damp squib if they get blown out. Will that be one that will hurt for a bit, but they'll look back at this as a as a terrific season? Or is it is it almost better to go out in a shootout to Georgia in the semis than it is to beat Georgia and then get shellacked by Bama in the in the championship game? I, I think it'd be better to reach that championship game. I think if they lose to Alabama and lose heavily, I think the narrative will be wow, Alabama were incredible. We just were not seeing it during the regular season. Mm. And they turned it on in their three most important games and were just like someone coming at you with a chainsaw. <laughs> for Michigan for Michigan to win the big... Right. So for Michigan to win against Ohio State, massive. For Michigan to win the Big Ten after waiting for so long, massive. To reach the playoffs, massive. Mm. To win a game in the playoffs. Now, mm. the playoffs have only been going like kind of seven years or whatever. The... Not many teams have actually won games in the playoffs. Right. It's, it is incredibly difficult. There's only, you know, there's only three games, the, the semifinals and the final. Winning a playoff game is huge. Mm. Being in a national championship game is huge. There's not many things better for recruiting the next lot of uh, the next generation of players than being there in that national championship game. You can never have someone say to you, oh, well, no, I'm going to go to a contender. It's like, no, we were just in the national championship game. Yes, we lost to Alabama, but we were in the national championship game. Mm. It is huge. Winning a playoff game is massive. Not a, not at all a, a facetious question, possibly a stupid one, <laughs> uh, but I'm, I'm known to, to ask a few of those. If you get to the World Cup final or Champions League final, you don't win, you get a runners-up medal, which of course players now routinely take off <laughs> the moment yeah. it's put around their neck. What about the college championship game? You lose, you get nothing. Do you get? Yeah, you get nothing. You, you get, get nothing. Nada. And the thing is, is that if you win in college, you get um, you get a ring. If you win the conference, you get a ring, but it's not real diamonds. Ooh. You can't you can't give you can't give the players like a ten thousand dollar ring. They'll win. So Michigan will get a ring for the championship for the yep. for the conference championship game. Yes. So they'll get a ring. It's just not real diamonds. It's Diamante. Yeah. And if you, you'll get, you'll get things for winning the bowl games as well. I mean, it always used to be that you would get like a a massive goodie bag at the bowl game. You know, you turn up to your hotel and depending on Mm. how big the bowl game is, that's how big the goodie bag is. What kind of swag? You mean like a PlayStation and that kind of stuff? Yeah, yeah, exactly. You might have like a $500 voucher for Best Buy. You you might have to take that as a college player. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, You were because you are, um, Mm. it's the, this is kind of a, uh, like a, a gift for being in the bowl game. Mm. It's, it's not an inducement. So yeah, they would have these goodie bags and they would, yeah, it was a, it was a big thing. And you'd often see them there with like, kind of like the lesser players, even things like the kind of commemorative backpack. They'd be there at like training camp the next season with their like orange bowl backpack or whatever. It's, I love it. Remember that that episode of, that episode of the Sopranos when they go to Hollywood and Ben Kingsley gets, Oh, they yeah. have a meet with Ben Kingsley for, <laughs> for Cleaver and they get wheeled into the, the VIP rooms where Kingsley is walking around picking whatever he wants. It's amazing stuff. It's, it's a little bit like that. It's just like that. Okay, so when are, the, when are the semifinal games? How long do we have to wait for them? So it's a bit of a wait. They're all, they're both, the both semifinals are on New Year's Eve. Um, so Alabama versus Cincinnati is this year's Cotton Bowl. 
and that's at 8.30 p.m. UK time. And Michigan-Georgia will be the Orange Bowl at Hard Rock Stadium, and that's at half past midnight. So I think you'll probably be able to watch that um, watch that first game. It'll end before midnight. Yeah. Celebrate midnight. Mm-hmm. And then you can get into what should be the game of the season, as far as I'm concerned, Michigan that's a, versus that's Georgia. That's a cracking idea. I'm definitely going to have that on in the background. Uh, the uh, the first one anyway, and the second one, I'll be in some kind of drunken slumber watching it. <laughs> almost the, so uh, in terms of this month of off, what do teams do in that? Because yeah, I, I know the Super Bowl, you obviously have a couple of weeks between the championship game and the Super Bowl, but rarely do you have this period of time, uh, well, you're not at all, obviously, in the pros, right? So, so how do the college players and, and teams deal with it? Um, they will rest up a little bit. They will do a lot of a lot of walkthroughs. They will try to keep training and doing practice as normal, but also kind of healing up. Mm. And the coaches, I mean, it's crazy because the coaches get nigh on a month to study the opposition. Right. And then you've got a turnaround of like a week and a half for the national championship game. But this is this is the game the semi-final where there is never an excuse for being unprepared because you can watch everything over and over and over and over and the players should be completely well drilled. So there's no excuse because all they can do is study and practice at this point. And it's, it's crazy having that month, but bear in mind because they're not professionals, They've also got exams at this point. Mm, yes, got to talk about timing. How, exactly. how seriously are those exams taken? I, I mean, there's got to be all kinds of scholars. Well, yeah, there, I, yeah, but at, at certain at certain colleges, yeah. it will be. If you are going to Stanford, then all yeah. those exams right now are important because That's there's serious. a chance you're a dot-com millionaire in a couple of years, regardless of the NFL. <laughs> oh, I bet there's all kinds of, oh... I'll take your exam for you for $400. The Okay, so that's all coming up. In between, of course, we've got... Actually, no, sorry. Before we get to the other, other bowls you're looking forward to, uh, teams unlucky to miss out in that final four. So I think Bama obviously deserved it after taking down Georgia, who, based on their season, deserved it. We love the Michigan and Cincinnati story for, for different reasons. What about... Notre Dame and other teams that kind of bubbling under anyone well, you think is unlucky not to make the cut. No, I think the only four teams that deserved it were the four that did. However, what I would say is that everyone is desperate for an expanded playoff, whether that's 12 teams, eight teams. Of course, we, we spoke in the summer mm. about this 12 team playoff plan that was revealed and they've got to find ways of agreeing on it. Now in this final four, you've got two teams from the sec, one from the big 10, and one from the AAC, the American Athletic Conference, who are not one of the Power Five. And all the Power Five conferences are arguing about the playoffs and what the expansion should be. Now, you've only got two major conferences in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Those other three conferences need to just be like, let's get this done. Let's get this expanded playoff. So instead of there being teams I feel are unlucky to have missed out on the Final Four, I think there are teams that should feel a bit bitter that there isn't a 12-team playoff yet because mm-hmm. they would have they would have made an impact. Notre Dame, they only lost one game. That was against Cincinnati. Mm. Oklahoma State and Baylor. So Baylor beat Oklahoma State to ruin Oklahoma State's chances of making the Final Four. An incredible finish to that game where Oklahoma State had a fourth and goal and was stopped inches from the goal line. And if they'd got in, that might have been, meant Cincinnati were not in. So those two teams will feel disappointed. Utah, who won the Pac-12, Pac even though they lost, they lost three games, they won the Pac-12, they dealt with having two players die at the start of the season. They've gone through unimaginable things. They didn't start the season well, not surprisingly. What happened? 
Um, there was a there has been a murder. It's been all awful at Utah. Mm. But now, if this was a twelve team playoff, there's not many teams that would want to play Utah because they are absolutely on fire. They mm. look absolutely fantastic. So when a team like Utah emerges, uh, uh, so this year's team, this iteration emerges. Does that make them significantly more desirable and it makes it easy for them to recruit for the next five years? Yeah, it really does, especially especially if they can get in a high-profile bowl game, which when we go through the bowl games um, mm. or the best ones, you'll see that they have got a good one. Those bowl games are massive advertisements. And if you're ever watching them in America, in the ad breaks, you'll often see ads for the universities involved because they right. know that not only are recruits watching, but it's great for enrollment. Like people are drawn, like when Alabama's success really started under Nick Saban, enrollment went up. Mm. More people wanted to go there just to study because there was an aura around the university. And when it's, there's so much money riding on this Mm. and there's so much money that comes and moves in, in different ways, which we'll get onto, we'll get onto, we'll mention Miami when we mention the bowl games for a particular reason. And the money situation there is interesting. So all of this comes down to recruitment. All right, let's get to the bowl games. So you've picked out uh, a few that we should be keeping our eye on. Yeah, so I've already said about the semifinals and what they do is is they put those at two of the main six bowl games and they rotate. So those six big bowl games are called the New Year's Six and those are the six most prestigious ones and they get the best teams depending on the rankings. Mm -hmm. And the good thing is is that the two semifinals are two of those and this year the other four look unmissable to Pitt against Michigan State. That's in the Peach Bowl. That's at Mercedes-Benz Stadium in Atlanta. That's midnight on December the 30th. Kenny Pickett is a quarterback to keep an eye on for the Pittsburgh Panthers. Um, I chatted to you about him earlier in the week but as a potential Steelers quarterback. Yeah, you did. The next season. Also, Michigan State have got one of the most exciting running backs in the country, Kenneth Walker. Um, Michigan State are a team that, obviously, they are very much in Michigan's shadow. And mm. they've just given Mel Tucker, their head coach, a $95 million contract. Money is going crazy in college football right now. Mm. Notre Dame have ended up with Oklahoma State in the Fiesta Bowl at State Farm Stadium in Arizona. That's 6 p.m. New Year's Day. There's no excuse for missing that one. Um, Marcus Freeman is the new head coach of Notre Dame. We know how Brian Kelly very surprisingly left. What was hilarious, if you haven't seen this, you've got you've to dig out on YouTube Brian Kelly being introduced to the LSU fans at an LSU basketball game straight after he arrived in Baton Rouge, where he started. Now, bear in mind, Brian Kelly's from Boston and has coached pretty much his entire career in the Midwest. He started talking with a Southern accent. <laughs> Carlson was getting into this on Monday. So he did kind of went. Family. Then he went all, hey, y'all. He went it all, was. Was it when Steve McLaren, I love Steve McLaren, when he went, when McLaren went all Dutch, was it as bad? As it was, that? it was as bad. It was it. as bad. It was absolutely hilarious. You've got it. So if you've not, if you're listening to this and you've not seen it, you've got to dig that out. Amazing. But, uh, I'm going to do that right after this. Those, those two teams are really good. They both play really good defense. That's going to be a good game. The Rose Bowl is Ohio State, Utah. Utah have never played in the Rose Bowl before. They're quite new to the Pac-12. Mm. And the Pac-12 is traditionally the Big Ten versus the Pac-12. Midwest versus West Coast. These are two of the uh, most talented teams. I want, to, I want to see if Utah, because a lot of teams are like, oh, we don't really care about the bowl games. I want to see if Utah are still going 100 miles an hour because I think they yeah. will be. 
Um, they've been great. Ole Miss Baylor is the Sugar Bowl at the Superdome. That's 1.45 a.m. New Year's Day night. One of the best offensive coaches and one of the most exciting offenses, Ole Miss with Lane Kiffin. And Baylor are an amazing defensive unit. They've just won the Big 12. But there were some, I've got to say, some under-the-radar games. The most under-the-radar, this is like the kind of, uh, this is the hipster game to watch. UTSA, that's University of Texas, San Antonio. UTSA versus San Diego State. That is wait. so hipster. Yeah, you haven't got to wait long for this one. This is December 21st, oh, half, nice. past, half past midnight at the Frisco Bowl. So Frisco, that's the that's the town just outside Dallas where the Dallas Cowboys have their training facilities, you right. know, the, that amazing place, the star. Frisco has two bowl games this year because there were too many teams eligible to play in a bowl game. So ESPN invented another bowl game in Frisco Genius. just to get them all in. But this was the main Frisco Bowl. Um, the So UTSA have a really great running back called Sincere McCormick. He's worth watching. Hang on, Sincere McCormick. Sincere McCormick. It's like, it's Sincere McCormack, Dr. McCormack, <laughs> Mr. Isaacs. Which, can I have your first name, Sincere? You'd be okay with that? Uh, I I'd, be, I'd be fine with that. Much more than Stetson. Much more than Stetson, but I would still be, I'd still no, be, be comfortable with Sincere. Uh, however, there is a god playing in this game. The punt god, Mataraza or Mataraza. I People pronounce it different ways. I want to say Mataraza because it just sounds like he's erasing the, uh, the field nice. position. He is the best punter in college football. Honestly, you will enjoy watching that. Punter um, is, what, is he heading to the pros? Um, he will be, yes. He is. I don't think he'll be drafted. I think drafting a punter is crazy, but he's going to be a pro. Disagree. Bill Belichick disagrees <laughs> with you as well. The, the most bitter bowl game mm. is the Liberty Bowl uh, in Memphis, December 28th, 11.45. Mississippi State versus Texas Tech. The reason it's bitter is Texas Tech fired Mike Leach, who's the current head coach mm. of Mississippi State. Now, that happens all the time, right? But <laughs> Mike, Mike Leach, Leach. Oh, yeah. No, no. Sorry. I was, was going to say Mike Leach got a big contract, but no. Oh, well, yeah. he, is, he has been trying to sue Texas Tech or has been suing them for like the best part of a decade. Now they feed for Texas Tech. And he said, he told his dad that Mike Leach punished him for having a concussion by locking him in an electrical cupboard. Now, Mike Leach, yeah, I know. Mike Leach has denied this. He says, that's crazy. Why would I do that? And he says, this has been made up, but he got fired. He is. He said he will continue to fight them until he dies, quote, until he dies. He is going to, he hates them. He has spent... And they're a, playing each other in the bowl game. Yeah. Whoever decided to put them together. <laughs> he has spent a quarter of a million pounds, sorry, dollars of his own money on private investigators to dig up dirt on Texas Tech. This is the level of animosity. This isn't like, oh, they fired me. I want to get one over on them. No, no, no. He wants to destroy Texas Tech. Um, I other- wonder where I should, because I'm thinking as you're talking through all this, A, incredible, but we've got to get you on Edge Rush for a college uh, a college bowl special. We'll have to do that. Because um, I know that all, what will happen is that me and Ollie and our degenerate ways will start to pile into loads oh. of games we don't really know anything I'm, about. I'm so going to give you a warning. A warning with these mm. bowl games, right? You never know who's going to play. And mm. it can be 
it can be a real crapshoot. Mm. It's just like, and so one of the games I'm looking forward to. Oregon, My money's on Mike Leach, 100. percent oh, oh yeah, I mean, that, I'm back in them. I'm back. He in them. will not let any of those players opt out. No, and he will not. Treat, <laughs> he will not treat this as a glorified preseason game. He is. Yeah. Gonna, he's going to go for win that. Um, like so, Oregon versus Oklahoma, mm-hmm. big programs. They're playing in the Alamo Bowl in San Antonio, 29th of December. It's a late one, 2:15. But this is a battle of two teams who had coaches walk out on them to go to worse teams. We talked the other week about Lincoln Riley leaving Oklahoma to take over at USC. Mm. Oklahoma have since hired Clemson defensive coordinator um, Brett Venables, who's really good. He's going to be their new head coach. In the past few days, Oregon head coach Mario Cristobal resigned to take over at the University of Miami, where he used to be a player. Now, what's crazy about this is they didn't even have a job opening. Miami had a head coach. Manny Diaz, whose dad used to be the mayor of Miami, but they've been courting Christabel quite publicly. And it was an open secret. They'd hire him if he wanted the job. And if he didn't, they were just going to keep Manny Diaz. Manny Diaz was not happy about this, as you can imagine. I bet. It's like if you're married and your wife is like, right, there's this other guy at work. I would marry him in a heartbeat. But if he's not interested, don't worry. We're going to stay together. We're we're good. Now, (laughs) The University of Miami is being quite cash-strapped, right? They are a reasonably small private university, right? But they've got something called U-Health. And the logo to U-Health is the famous U that's on the side yeah, of the helmet. The U, yeah. And it's a, it's a health system. So they've got doctors and they've got surgeries and they've got hospitals and stuff. It's the sort of place where if you are Stetson Bennett, yes. you are going to get employed because you yeah, are going to go to the U's yeah. doctors. Now that place makes that 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 system makes four hundred million dollars of profit a year, and they've decided we're going to put money from that into the football team and mm. into the football facilities, which they'd always said, no, 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 we're not going to spend crazy money on that. The the teams that won in the eighties and nineties, they didn't need all that. Well, the game has changed. Now they do. So they're not only going to pay Mario Cristobal an absolute fortune, they've had to pay Manny Diaz a massive buyout. They've had to pay for Mario Cristobal's buyout at Oregon. And now they've got to hire a whole new staff. It's incredibly expensive, especially for a university that was always like, well, no, we're not going to spend that sort of money. They've decided, you know what? Mm. Okay, we're going to, and we're going to spend much more than anybody else because, because of how much our doctors charge. And finally, finally... Uh, Tennessee Purdue um, in the in the Music City Bowl in Nissan Stadium in Nashville. Um, that's December thirtieth, eight p.m. Mm. This is the one where there's going to be loads of points. Um, Tennessee Tennessee were really good this year, and they've been bad for so long. And they're a team that should be good. They were a nice, pleasant surprise, and Purdue just kept beating really good teams and putting up a lot of points. So that one's going to be very entertaining. So brilliant, loads to watch. Even the bad ones are worth watching, but those should mm. all be good. We were definitely going to get that Edge Rush College Bowl special sorted. We'll get you on for that. And we'll be back with College Days soon uh, with more uh, of this, more as we look at the big games and also uh, get in back into the group with some NFL draft prospects as well to get you set for for next season. So we're rolling strong with College Days, rolling strong with the NC show because Ben was in the hot seat as well for the preview show, week 14 preview show, some really good stuff with his playoff contenders and different categories and tiers. Uh, so go check that out in the vault. Uh, I and Mike as well. Edge Rush, me and Propo. That should, well, depends when you hear this. Might have dropped, will drop soon. You know the drill. Get you set for the weekend. At Tweets from Ben, it's how you follow the big man on Twitter. And you and I in studio, Talk Sport 2 Sunday, five o'clock for live NFL Red Zone. Yeah, it's going to be spectacular as it always is. An unmissable way to 
have your Sunday evening. Listen to us, even if you've got a game on, because we will keep you up to date with absolutely everything and every every part of inside joke that's going on, everything mm. that's funny that's going on in the NFL. It will be the most entertaining night of your week. I guarantee it. It is a guarantee. And who is to disagree with this man after the last 45 minutes of On Point Insight? You are indeed an expert, Ben Isaacs. I think that is a fair definition. <laughs> and the experts are getting them wrong. That's the problem. He's right the hot hand. If you want any tips from me, let me know. Great stuff, Ben. Look after yourself. See you soon. See you Sunday. Podcast Network.